But I did, I, the Lord was speaking and saying of one or two things. And before I came, I had had a prophetic word, which I think I did give to Pastor Brian a few months back. So I just want to, I'll share that quickly with you uh, because it's, it's, it's relevant. I see how it fits now. Uh, and that's often the way with the prophetic, isn't it? You have the prophetic word earlier and you think, hmm, where, where does this fit? And as, as things go on, you, we find out. Uh, but before I do that, I think it's important to realize that the kingdom has protocols. The kingdom of God, there are requirements if we want to advance in the kingdom. And I'm, I'm thinking with this in reference to what Pastor Brian has been bringing, upgrade. I mean, who wants to upgrade? Any, anybody want to downgrade? And I know if you're in this church, you will not be sitting the same. It's not possible. We can't just remain the same. So I, I also know that if we want to advance, if we want to upgrade, we want more of God, we want more of kingdom expression, we want more of the anointing, we want more of the God factor in our lives, there are requirements. And I just want to bring three to you. And it's not pointing the finger at anybody. This is for the church. It's for me. It's for everybody. Very interesting. A few years back, um, who hears the voice of God? Who hears the voice of God? How do you hear the voice of God? Is it the Holy Spirit speaking in your spirit? Who's heard the voice of Jesus? Who's heard the voice of the Father? I'm saying in distinction from the voice of the Holy Spirit. So that you knew, ah, that was the Father speaking. Ah, yeah, that was Jesus speaking. I've heard the voice of the Father. I don't, I don't know if I've shared this with you. It doesn't matter. Once in my life. Once the voice of the Father. And he spoke one word. Isn't that amazing? All these years. So I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit leading and speaking. Well, Jesus, I'm talking about the Father. When the Father speaks and you read through the scriptures, it is like thunder. It is like the, the voice of many rushing waters. It is like a huge neon sign. It is thunder and lightning. Is different. You know when the Father speaks. And the Father spoke one word to me years ago. And I know this is a requirement for the church, particularly if we want to upgrade, if we want to advance the kingdom. One word. Holiness! It's not an option. Not a suggestion. Holiness. I am the Lord your God. I am holy. Therefore, be you holy. It's so easy to get caught up in everything else and we've, we just don't step into this dimension. We're not interested this area of sanctification, of purity, 
holiness. God is not going to upgrade an unholy vessel. So as I say, I'm not talking to you in particular, but I am. I'm just talking to the church. I'm talking to me. It's not an option. Holiness. Three requirements. I'm giving you three. That's number one. Second requirement is this, and I'll, I'll share a vision I had probably five years ago. I was in worship, and I saw in the clouds, it was like there was a storm clouds that was in the vision. That was the vision. And in the midst of the storm clouds was a huge, shining, bright, golden angel. And there was a word that flashed across, release. So I don't know if that was the angel's name, but whatever, there was an angel of release in the cloud. Clouds. So, ah, interesting. So God is waiting to release everything we need. Everything we desire. Everything to advance the kingdom. Everything to upgrade. What's the problem? There was a problem. I could then see what looked like an eagle flying in the clouds, except it wasn't a natural eagle. It was like a cardboard cutout that a three-year-old might have made, and it was painted gray. It was very rough. I'm thinking, Lord, what's this? The Lord was showing me, showing me the stop to the release of upgrade, the stop to release his glory, what was stopping the release of advancement of the kingdom in our own lives pride so this is number two pride we do have to get over ourselves yes. right pride and pride manifests in so many different forms sometimes it's blatant sometimes it's small but it's there so God is waiting for us to get over ourselves. We think we are waiting for God to do something. Now God's ready. He's ready to release his glory. Every dimension of his glory is the manifestation of Jesus Christ on earth through his people. We were talking about the epiousios yesterday, Brian, right? In, in, the Lord's, in the prayer that the Lord gave us. Give us this day our daily bread. That second word daily is just nonsense. It's not daily. It's the epiousios. It's the heavenly download. It's the mantling. It's the clothing of Christ. And in the Greek language, they, nobody can get their mind around that word because it's spiritual. It's the most contested word in the Greek language. And so in our English, all we, all we have is daily. It's not daily. Give me this day the manifestation of you, Jesus. Clothe me. It's like, it's like if Jules is here and he prays that suddenly from heaven, something drops over him and completely covers him. And it's not Jules, you see, it's Jesus. That's what's in that prayer. But it's not going to come when there's pride in our hearts. So we've got to deal with that. 
And the third thing is this, forgiveness. Forgiveness. I'm just going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Because Paul speaks about the schemes of the enemy. You've read that? You know what I'm talking about? The schemes of the enemy. And it says we are not to be ignorant of the schemes of the enemy. What's the context of that? 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 11 and 12 make it very clear. Because we suddenly think, ah, oh, we're talking, Paul's talking about the schemes of the enemy. What way is the devil going to come to me? What's the devil going to do? I've got to know, I've got to find out. It's only one issue he's talking about unforgiveness. It's the only moral issue that Jesus dealt with in his prayer. Forgive me as I. And then Paul's saying, hey, that's the devil's playground. One, one moral issue. I'm just calling it a moral issue. Only one. It's where the devil has so much fun. If there's unforgiveness in our hearts and, and we can't go down that track. We can't let it happen. It, too, is a non-negotiable. There can be no contention. There must be no bitterness. There must be no unforgiveness. It's not an option. Unforgiveness is probably, probably the most devastating affront to a redeemed people. And that is what Paul was talking about. That's the devil. That's where he has his fun. That's his playtime. That's where he schemes. That's where he has entrance. That's where he has full sway. So when you read that, you're thinking, ah, the schemes of the enemy. We've got to know. It's not rocket science. That's the issue. Forgiveness. It's the number one tool the devil will use to destroy God's people. It's a kingdom requirement. It's an upgrade requirement. It's liberating to the person who forgives and it liberates the person to who forgiveness is given. The root of bitterness, you know, it just leads to murder. One little seed, one little root. It goes very, very deep. The, mount, the, the mole becomes a mountain, the molehill, if we don't deal with it. And that thing, character assassination, is no different to murder. That's why it's devastating if we don't deal with it. So I just bring those three things to you. Holiness. I'm glad to see you taking notes. Holiness. Pride. 
unforgiveness. Because I, I want to see everybody upgraded to the max. To the max. You know, the, the Word of God talks about 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, right? I tell our people, start at 100. Why would you start at 30 if you can have 60? Why would you start at 60 if you can have 100? It's like, you choose. Is our God the God of the abundantly more than we could ask or think? Yes. So start at the top and keep going up. So this is all, I'm hoping this is fitting in, dovetailing into what Pastor Brian's bringing. Because you can't just talk about upgrade and think it somehow automatically will happen. It won't. If there are issues to deal with, Yes, God is in the heavens waiting. He has angels in the heavens waiting. He's waiting to release his glory. What's he waiting for? Us. God is never the problem. Never, ever. <laughs> never has been. Never will be. God is not the problem. We're not seeing the manifestations of God. God's not the problem. <laughs> Look within. Look within. And I know with Pastor Brian, and especially with Pastor Graham too, it's always heart issues, eh, Graham? Always. I know you're always, that's on your heart, that we get our heart clean and keep it clean. So I'm just putting that out there for you. Hopefully it's helpful. Hopefully. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. If Jesus, being nailed to the cross and about to die as the king of glory, can say that, how much more should we say it? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're saying. They're coming against me. They're saying this. They're saying that. So what? They don't know. Father, forgive them. I forgive them. You forgive them too. Just issues we have to be aware of and deal with. I believe, anyway. Okay, so that's those three points. Now, a quick prophetic word for the stables, for city builders. I nearly said the wrong thing there, Brian. I nearly said the wrong thing when I said city builders because there has been, you know. <laughs> the church has, has been called other things that rhyme with city builders. It nearly popped out. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> Somebody will think of something. Church at the stables. Okay. Ezekiel 25. Ezekiel 25. Let's see if we can find that. It may seem out of context, but I, I had this word a little while back. I just found it just the day I was coming over. I was having a look through all my stuff. Okay, this is interesting. 
Word for the stables, meaning City Builders Church. Jules, can you come up here and read verses 3 to 5 for me? Please? From there. Ezekiel 25, verses 3 to 5. And say to the sons of Ammon, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God, because you said, ah, against my sanctuary when it was profaned and against the land of Israel when it was made desolate and against the house of Judah when they went into exile. Therefore, behold, I am going to give you to the sons of the east for the possession and they will set their encampments among you and make their dwellings among you. They will eat your fruit and drink your milk. Thank you. Talks about pastures. And if you're reading a King James version, it talks about stables. The word is stables. So I should have bought a different Bible with a, a you know, the word that is the, the correct reference. Yeah, have you got it? Yeah, come on, Corey. Oh, you got a big voice. Just read it from there. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's this talking about? And I believe prophetically it's talking to city builders. Rabbah is a city. Camels represents those who have burdens. And the Ammonites represent the sons of the people. And, and this is what I believe is going to happen with city builders in the stables. Four points. First one, God is going to give you the city. Uh, when I say that, don't, don't let the head swell too much. It's not just you, because we have our brothers, right? Pastor Graham, Deanna. But God is going to give you, maybe more correctly, your portion of the city. It's a done deal in the heavens. It's written. God is going to give it to you. Take it to the bank. It's going to happen. Secondly, he's going to give you from the city true sons. The sons in the city will become the sons in the house. He's going to do that. We should go to First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter twelve. Samuel King's Chronicles. And what we find here is that David had an army coming to him. He didn't go looking for them, which is interesting. In 
And they came to him at a place called Ziklag. Ziklag, right? It's an interesting place because that's what this place is going to be. Verse number one from chapter 12 of First Chronicles. Now these are the ones who came to David at Ziklag. While he was still restricted because of Saul the son of Kish. So it's like God has had you in waiting. It's like, yes, there's been a restriction, but, but it's about to change. And God is going to bring to you in this house the sons of the city so that they can become the sons of God and the sons of this house. It's going to happen. Verse 22. For day by day men came to David to help him until there was a great army like the army of God. So it, it ties in with the first point. God is going to give you your portion in the city. How is he going to do that? He's going to bring sons to you. And by sons, it's generic, okay? Men and women. Sons of the kingdom. At the moment, they're sons of the world. They're in the world of the world but it's going to change God's going to bring them into this place why? so that an army can be built in this region it's an army that links arms Pastor Brian with Pastor Graham and whoever you link arms with as Pastor Brian says who cares about denominations God has good people in every denomination he does, he has a remnant everywhere don't put anybody down. Just don't do that. God will bring who he needs to bring. Let's just connect with what he does. Verse 38. We're still in First Chronicles chapter 12. All these, being men of war who could draw up in battle formation, came to Hebron with a perfect heart to make David king. So here we come back to the heart issues again. Who's doing all this? God is doing it. What's he doing? Raising an army. How's he doing it? He's bringing them in. Men of war. Sorry, this place will never be a place to sit comfortably numb. If you just want to be, come and be comfortable in a church, same old, same old, go somewhere else. Sorry, Brian. Everybody gets up and walks out. <laughs> we close for uh, three weeks over Christmas, have three Sundays off. Last Sunday, I tell everybody, go check out some other churches. Go see what's happening around the traps. If you like it, better stay there. Great way to build a church, eh? Stay there, but if you're going to stay there, build. Because we're not here just to sit comfortably numb. We're here to be an army, warriors. We're at war. It's war out there. It's war in the heavens. Get used to it.
Get used to it and get into it because you've got a good man leading you here. Ziklag is a place, it represents the place of pressure. Pressure. I'm giving you the meaning of the word Ziklag. Because these ones came to David at Ziklag. It's a place of pressure to see what comes out. It's like you are pressurized, and what's going to come out when you're under pressure? What comes out when you're under stress? What comes out when the circumstances are, everything is against you? What is going to come out? Will it be flesh, or will it be spirit? So I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. That's the deal. This is a zigzag. And it's not the devil who's doing it. We think the devil does everything bad. Most 99% it's just us. Sometimes it's God. And occasionally it's the devil. It's a place we are, where we are pressed, squeezed. Okay, what's within? That's why we're pressed and squeezed, to see what's within. Because when, when everything's just going along nice and nice and nice, it's easy, praise God, praise God. But when the circumstances turn against you, families turn against you, lose the job, it's gone, everything comes against you, what comes out then? So God will do it, sorry, in this house. For our good, though. It's all for our good. Why? He wants to extract silver. A redeemed people. So in going through the hard times, the seemingly hopeless situations, are we holding on? Are we going to say, my God is faithful. My God will take me through. At our last service in Parliament, we've had four services in Parliament gatherings where we go and praise and prophesy inside Parliament. One of our speakers, I don't think he intended to, but he, he brought the story of uh, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego being in the fire and what they had said. When I say he didn't intend to bring a prophetic word, but his word was this. The, the Hebrew boys had said, you can turn up the fire, you can do what you like. Our God can save us. But even if he doesn't, so everybody homed in who came, spoke after him, homed in on that, even if, even if God doesn't come through in that circumstance. This, this is the attitude we have. I, I will go through this stuff. My God can bring me through. But even if, it gets worse. Even if I'm going to hold on, I'm pushing through because the end result will be pure silver. The redeemed. Awesome stuff. So we're going to be pressed. That's zigzag. The pressure comes on. We're pressed. We're squeezed. 
to see, are we still going to remain faithful? Will we remain faithful? Will we still trust God? David did, and he came through. Psalm 66. Let's go there. Psalm 66. It's probably the perfect expression of what ziklag is all about, what it means. Verses 8 through to 12. Bless our God, O peoples, and sound his praise abroad, who keeps us in life. And does not allow our feet to slip. For you have tried us, O God. Who's trying us? Who's testing us? Who's putting us under pressure? You have tried us, O God. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid an oppressive burden upon our loins. Ooh. We think God just does nice things to us. Now he wants you better. He wants you upgraded. Believe you. Believe you me, God wants you upgraded more than you want to be upgraded. You brought us into the net. You laid an oppressive burden upon our loins. You made men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water. What did they do? They went through. They didn't stop in the middle of it. We went through fire, we went through water, yet you brought us out into a place of abundance. That's the destination. Your own place of abundance. Embrace the trials of God. Embrace the squeezing. Trust him. And let him bring, let him bring us through, eh? So as I say, this, this place is not going to be a place to be comfortable and at ease. We are, we are not called to be spectators in the kingdom. We're all called to be active participants, warriors. We are an army. The zigzag experience, where even when the enemy tries to destroy you, even when God is putting you under your pressure, you say, even if. It gets worse, even if I'm sticking with my God. So you've you got to push through. This upgrade is not just going to happen willy-nilly. It's not going to happen because Pastor Brian preaches it. And you sit there and think, okay. How much do we desire this stuff? How much, I wonder. So anyway, God is going to give you the city. He's going to give you your portion in the city. He's going to give you true sons that are going to come from the city to the house. And by, this, by the way, this is a word for anybody else, obviously for Pastor Graham. That's the thing about the prophetic. If it resonates with you, you take it. Why? Because it's the preceding word. The Father's speaking it. I want in. <laughs> I want in. Thirdly, those with burdens will find the healing, 
the miracles, the grace that they need in this place. So expect the miraculous to break out. Deliverance, healing, miracles. Expect it. Why? Because it's going to happen. I think I spoke um, three or four years ago here and I said, City Builders Church, before you were in this building, obviously, way back, I said, you're going to be known as a house of healing. The caveat on that was, and I didn't bring it then, was when everybody in the house is healed. Whoever needs healing in the house needs to be healed before we go out or they come in. But the day is coming. The day is coming. That was point number three. Those with burdens, they will find what they need in this house. And, and I know the backgrounds of some of you here that that has been the case. You've come into this house and you've found what you need. That's going to multiply. And the ones who have been in dark places, let's put it that way, and come through, you're needed. You're needed to understand those that God is going to bring in and help them to see transformed lives. So it's going to happen. And fourth point, last point. Those who were against you are going to have their hearts turned to you and for you. It's going to happen. Those who were against you, out in the world, wherever, could be other churches, I don't know, but those who were against you are going to it's like God's going to show them. There's going to, revelation is going to come. He's going to drop it on them. Hey, actually, I've, I've missed the mark here. And they're going to turn and they're going to support you. They're going to be for you. They're going to say that pastor, Brian, that I used to, under my breath, blah, 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 blah. blah. He's Okay. He's a good man. They're going to stand for you. And I'm not saying they have to be Christians at all. I'm not talking about being Christian, coming in and getting converted and standing for you. In there, out in the world. Why? Because it's the favour of God. That those who have been bad-mouthing you are going to do a turn. God's going to turn their hearts and they're going to see that actually you had some pretty good points. And what you're doing wasn't too bad. And they are going to sing your praises. They're going to stand for you and with you. And you may never see them. But the fruit will come. It's all connected into God giving you your portion in the city in this time. Rabbath was a royal city. A royal city, as we read in Ezekiel, the verses that Jules read to us, verses 3 to 5 of Ezekiel 25, where this word has come from, Rabbath. It was a royal city. The stables for camels. Now, 
the stables there were used by everybody in the city. From the lowest of the low to the king's palaces. So there's no exclusions. These are the sort of people God is going to bring and that you are going to affect. And, and what's the point of having a stable? What does a stable do for cattle? Feeds. Feeds. They're going to receive the word. They're going to get the word from heaven. That's the point of a stable. It shelters. It nurtures. It feeds. So these people God is going to give you, they're going to find that here. They're going to find a place of safety. Not of ease, but of comfort, of peace, brotherhood, unity. Awesome potential. Awesome potential. Interesting, the city of Raboth in later years became known as the city of Philadelphia. We know what Philadelphia means? Blank faces. Brotherly love. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you preach the gospel, do miracles, no, no, that you have love one for another. So there's going to be such a unifying in this house, such a tightness, that there'll be no entrance point for the devil. It's not even going to be a possibility, not going to happen. Because of your love one for another in this house. There's going to be a transformation of people coming into this place. What I mean is they're coming in and they're going to be transformed. They're going to be healed, delivered, set free, sheltered, accepted, loved in this house. And I believe the upgrade is all part of this. If we desire it. This is the key, isn't it? How much do I want this in my own heart? How much do I want to see the kingdom advance in Sale City, in Gippsland, in Victoria, in Australia? I'm, I'm so thankful that we are connected with global leaders because it can't, just can't help but have a nation mindset. Because God doesn't want disciples in the nations. What does he want? Go make disciples of the nation. So that's why we are connected with people like Dr. Tundi Bakari, who knows he is called to disciple and pastor a nation. That's an amazing grace. I'm thankful for people like Dr. Jonathan David who knows he is there to bring the prophetic word overview and speak into nations. So let's do the same. Let's do it too. 
It's crazy back home. I have the media coming to me saying, what do you think about climate change? I thought, that's a bit left field. What do you think about religious political parties? What do you think about Christian political parties? These are the questions I'm getting asked by media. What do you think of the Netflix film, The First Temptation of Christ? Anybody heard of that film? You know about it? Total blasphemy, you know? So we get the opportunity to speak into the nation. And when we speak, it's over every news media. It's in every newspaper. Fantastic. When we were talking about the Netflix film, or the reporter was talking to me, I said, who else have you contacted? He said, I've contacted quite a few. Nobody will respond. Not one church, other church leader would respond. Two PC. But as Pastor Brian has said to me, and we laugh about it, we couldn't give a rip. You know he couldn't. What they think of us, who cares? Because when you speak truth, Jesus said, what did Jesus say? I haven't come to bring peace. I have come to bring a sword. He's the prince of peace. But he said, I didn't come to do that. What was he talking about? What did he mean? He came to bring truth. And truth divides to the very soul and heart of the matter. And he said, that will divide families. And he said, if you don't hate your brother and sister more than you love me, you've got a problem. That verse gets mistranslated because we think of hate as being, but hate actually meant love less. What he was saying, if you don't love me more than your whanau, we use that word, family, your son, your daughter, your wife. You're not worthy of the kingdom. Sorry. He wasn't saying we have to hate each other. He was saying there's a love, there's love on that level, but if you want full kingdom expression, you want total upgrade, you've got to love me more. More even. This is the path to upgrade. This, this is where we're heading. And God's going to do an amazing work, not just in this region, but across Australia. The time is coming. The day is coming, isn't it? Ah, one or two things. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Could be. It is. God has a good plan for Australia. He has a good plan for this region. When I say this region, geographically... Australia, New Zealand, the islands of the Pacific, Papua New Guinea, Indonesia and up. God has good plans. But anyway, they're my four points, prophetic points for you, looking ahead. God is going to give you the city, your portion in it, that is. He's going to give you true sons, meaning the sons of the city will they're going to be transformed. They're going to become the sons in this house as sons of God. And those with burdens, they're going to find rest. They're going to find ease. They're going to find healing. They're going to find peace. They're going to find deliverance. 
they're going to find acceptance in this place. And that those who were against you are going to turn. And the things they said against you, they're going to now turn and say, for you. Not for your glory, but for his. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Pastor B. Thank you. I just wanted to get a couple of photos of you in that nice shirt, Ross. He's a good man, isn't he? And, uh, you know, just they were just working away and, you know, almost getting belted in the celebration church there with real attack against them. And then all of a sudden this has happened. And now... Uh, He's one of the first guys the media are calling in New Zealand for opinions on different things. And I think that's just marvellous. So uh, congratulations on what you're doing. And we thank God for you. So uh, it also helps explain what sort of church we are because, uh, you know, the, the church is made of people. And we're called to be living stones, but it is not made for people. It is made for God. And, and that's why it's not always a place of comfort, but it's a place, and, and, and you know, it's not everybody's going to come and, and uh, you know, feel at home here. And some won't feel at home straight away because, uh, you know, they feel the upward call. They feel uh, the tension in the spirit and they think, oh, Maybe just something a bit quieter be, would be good for me. Well, you can live a quiet life if you want. But, you know, if you want to find your destiny, you've got to find a place like this. So, so we receive that prophetic word, and it's ours, and it lines up with everything that's been spoken over the house. I'm also very thankful that in a place like this, there's no shortage of the, of the prophetic word. And I think... You know, I take it seriously because if someone comes in and they begin to speak, then there, you know, it doesn't mean that everything's perfect. But what that word is, it's the raw material for us to build into the next season. And some things I get it right now. And some things 18 months later I get it. But anyway, we can see the future, we can feel it. 2020 is coming up and 2020 talks about vision. And, uh, you know, for me, I think one of the first prophetic words that uh, Jonathan David had over me when he came into the city, he said, you're like a man out in the, in the forest clearing, you know, clearing the land with a, you know, a, uh, what do you call those things, a machete. But he said, the day will come when you begin to build and you begin to see. And that's how I am now. I just feel, oh, man, this is so cool. It's all coming together like a jigsaw puzzle. So this house is going to be a place where lives are formed. You know, where the sons of the city will become and they will become the sons of God and, and the sons of this house as well.